Welcome to Pepe Sanchez, episode two. This is my secret basketball podcast. Thanks, everybody who listened to episode one. More people than I thought. I got an email from some pod person um, claiming that this Pepe Sanchez is the 214th most popular basketball podcast in the world. So... <laughs> That's right where we want to be. 214, that sounds good. What would that be um, in Ken Palm ratings here since uh, college basketball just started? We can honor it by using one of the most uh, hilarious, uh, influential things in college basketball, the Ken Palm rating index. 214, then you are listening to the... We are... Pepe Sanchez is the... Oh, High Point University... Of basketball co- podcast, shout out to North Carolina. Uh, shout out to Akeem Scott, who once played for High Point University. Fun, fun team. Lots of lots of good ball at a High Point. Well, uh, Ken Palm really underrating them, and of course that is still uh, let's see <laughs> two, two spots higher than he has Oregon State. Well, cold that man. He's cold. Anyways, we're here. There's so much basketball on right now. It's crazy. Last. Nights, uh, for example, all 30 NBA games or all 30 NBA teams had a game. I was trying to count up all the college, the D1 college games, and I stopped counting around 200. There's about 200 uh, college games involving at least D1 D1 team. Um, you know, these were um, most teams were kicking off their season, most teams try to find a nice uh, cream puff to get that first W. So, you know, sometimes it'll be a D1 school playing, um, you know, my dad's cat's turd, uh, university college, uh, <laughs> technical institute of technology for, for just to get that one and oh, you know, get the fans excited uh, give them a little tasty treat. I thought it was funny. I looked up, uh, I mentioned earlier, Oregon State's debut game, which is uh, against Tulsa at 9 p.m. Uh, Oregon time. Uh, Tulsa, of course, is, I believe, in the Eastern time zone, so it was like a midnight game for them, so Oregon State really doing their part <laughs> to try to get that win. Uh, but anyways, I looked before the game. It is uh, courtside seat was $17. $17. It kind of tells you how the the Beavers fans are feeling about their season. But uh, they came back down from 19 and won that game in dramatic fashion somehow. So, you know, that's uh, encouraging, uh, kind of, uh, getting down 19 to Tulsa at home uh, when their bodies think it's midnight. And not encouraging. But, you know, that's uh, that's the life of the Beavers. You take the discouraging and then you, within the discouraging, you find some encouraging, just enough to make it through another day. But hey, so college basketball, uh, I, I watched the Ducks uh, last night too. That was a good one. Um, that was an, a, a blowout like it was supposed to be. Um, college basketball, it's technically it starts this week. It really doesn't start until around Thanksgiving. That's when teams actually start um, playing competitive uh, other teams <laughs> instead of just lopsided basically a couple weeks of warm-up games here get your legs under you oh and then i'm scrolling through i'm i'm on the dish app my uh, shout out to my dad he had they have the dish um, and the dish has a little app that you can download and it gives you i would say sub 
um, standard definition streams of of TV of the TV channels, uh, but that's not their main business. You pay for it, you get the dish. That's what you want, right? And then and then they give you an app so you can loan it out to your um, children in their 30s and they can watch uh, a grainy version of what you could watch off your dish, you know, um, if you're, for your grown adult children. That's what it's for. So that was me. That's what I. That's all I deserve, you know. So I'm watching some, like, you got to kind of go by. Um, I think that's number 12. Let me look up who that. You can't really see the faces, you know, so you go by, you go by number kind of when you could see that. Um, so I watched a couple college games and I was flipping through. There was also, um, the G league was on uh, ESPN news is showing G league games. I don't know if the NBA app is as well. They're showing G league ignite scoot, uh, watching scoot. Uh, there's so much basketball on right now. The NBA app too. They're showing the, um, uh, Victor Wimbanyama's French League game, the Metropolitans, they're showing their games. Um, Overtime Elite is showing their games on Amazon, however that works. I haven't really looked into that yet, but of course I'm going to because I have nothing better to do. Um, well, I have plenty of better things I could do. Let's be honest. There's nothing better that I want to do. <laughs> so I will be on Overtime Elite's uh, Amazon channel, if that's what it is, uh, Watching the Thompson Twins or, or whom, whomever is on that team that's worth watching. I think it is them. Um, and I started wondering because, you know, uh, college starting, it's like who's going to be the little college team that steals my heart this season? I, I You know me. I keep an open heart. Uh, and, and every year I like to find a new team to, to give it to uh, who will crush it by season's end that's the deal and then i come back fresh again for the next year like i I have different things i look for i look for you know uh uh it's highly technical i look for i like a cool mascot or just a weird one you know if they got some cool merch you're uh a step ahead of everybody else you're you you got cool merch i'm i'm kind of i'm interested i'm interested i'm not committing yet but we might maybe we go to step two. We go to the, uh, I call this category more moral worthiness. You know, it has to be a school that is morally worth my support. You know what I mean? Um, they have integ that not necessarily integrity, but they have some kind of honesty, even if it's a, a dirty honesty. You know, like I don't. For example, very hard for a for a private institution to uh, to crack to crack this because. I just fundamentally disagree with uh, exclusive institutions like that. I don't like it, right? I'm more let everybody in guy. You know, Chemeketa Community College, Go Storm, Portland State University, let's do this. You know, go Vikes. You know what I mean? You let uh, you let everybody in. Not everybody gets to go to your little private, can come to your little private school. I don't like it. I don't like the attitude. I don't like creating hierarchy within our society. That's made up. We need less of it, not more of us. More of it. Point is, hard for you to get in. Um and then I like weirdness. I like if you got like a, if you got like a seven foot eight guy, or you got like a five foot five guy. And if you have both of those, uh, then you're probably the UC Irvine Anteaters <laughs> or something like that. You know what I mean? They got the mascot too. <coughs> and if you're, and I want you to be good. You have to be good enough for me to cheer for. A lot of times these, these are like entertaining teams also that's a that's another thing watchability i need to enjoy watching you and rooting for you so uh you know i got really hyped up i was just thinking about it because usc just lost to uh florida gulf coast that weird 
uh, that weird school, you know, when they were like Dunk City and they kind of took over the tournament for that year. I like a little, I like a little flash in the pan. That 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 can be really fun for me. Like a, I think the the one that stuck around for me the longest was probably Long Beach State University. I still consider myself a fan. Um, here's why. Okay, first of all, uh, they play in a blue pyramid. Weird. All right, Long Beach State, big public school. I like it. They got a great Japanese garden. Uh, that you can visit for free <laughs> if you're in the area. I lived in Long Beach for a little bit. Loved it. Liked the school. I liked that their baseball team's called the Dirt Bags. I liked their logo. Their merch is cool. I used to have a oh, I still have it actually. A nice shirt with the with the pyramid on it. Um, their court was always cool. Had the palm trees painted onto it. Uh, they also always got um, really good guard, particularly guard. Pretty good guards would come out of there. A lot of times, someone from from Southern California who got passed over by the by you know the USC's and the UCLA's and they got a little chip on their shoulder or someone that transferred from a from a bigger program there and they got a, so they got a, like a kind of a chip on their shoulder uh, attitude but it was hurting me uh and of course their, their coach Monson he was the guy of course who built Gonzaga into its initial when they were a Cinderella team and then he left uh <laughs> great decision um <laughs> and uh they they also they did this um he he used to have these principles this coach monson of we play the best right you come here he's like and it kind of it makes sense intellectually but in practice it was brutal and horrible to watch and it would break my heart every time so for example he's like we play the hardest uh pre-conference schedule in the country and they would every year they would go it would be mostly on the road it would be going all across the country playing you know, ranked teams, uh, really good teams. And I mean, just going East coast, Midwest, West coast, uh, Antarctica, you know, they didn't give a shit. He's playing, he's playing, uh, you know, teams in France. I mean, they're playing all over the place. They'll go anywhere. And it was kind of fun to root for him. And sometimes they would get somebody, you know, they, they'd get them. And that was exciting. And then another times you would see their team was good but they would just start running out of gas because they've been on a nationwide tour of playing <laughs> top basketball teams. So you'd see them by the time they get to the, like playing at UCLA, right? And they'd be with them through like three quarters of the game. And then you just see the tank is gone because they fucking played Kansas and Michigan the, the, that week. You know what I mean? They were just out of it. So always kind of depressing, but I was encouraged to see that, um, I checked their pre-conference schedule this year, and totally normal. Totally normal for a, a, a school at their level. They're playing a lot of teams they can beat uh, closer to home, too. So, I don't know, maybe Monson's on the hot seat, and he's decided, yeah, my principals could take a back seat. We need some Ws, but I don't know. So, uh, I think Long Beach State, no idea what players are on their team or anything, but I'm, I'm happy for them to um, – Move on from your principles, you know, because when you the thing about principles is when they're not working for you, uh, it can feel admirable to keep doing them. But you got at some point you got to be like, I think my principles are bad. You know, I think it's like I like the idea that, you know, and it it was a recruiting tool, too, because it's like, hey, you come here, you're going to be on TV. You're going to be on TV. You're going to play at Duke. You're going to play at Kansas. 
You're going to play UCLA. You're going to play these big schools that overlooked you, all right? And you're going to be on TV, and you can bust their ass. But unfortunately, the reality of that is they're just busting your ass, and nobody's watching you anyways. So <laughs> uh, it's good. To, I, I'm rooting for them to, to make it to make it this year, um, make it to the tourney, have a good season, all that stuff. So I don't, But I don't know. Another team I had, ooh, uh, the camp. Uh, this was an all-timer for me, too. The, 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 the Campbell University camels out of north carolina um they are the fighting camels i had an incredible hoodie which had a camel on it uh an orange camel and they used to have this guy he made it to the nba chris clements i think he was the nation's leading scorer he was like a short uh fucking gunner just bucket getter uh i was wearing my campbell camels shirt one night downtown portland and this guy came up to me. I forgot what college he was from. He was an assistant for some major school that had just played Campbell. And he was like, hey, he's like, hey, do you go there? I was like, I was like no, I'm just a fan. And he immediately launched into um, Chris Clemens and was praising him so much and was talking about how they decided that they had to <laughs> guard him like NBA teams guard Steph Curry. And so they they scouted a bunch. They took a bunch of tactics from the NBA and like how teams would try to lock up Steph and apply them to Chris Clements, who I think he was with the Rockets. He's one of those guys that kind of goes on the team, off the team, in the NBA, out of the league. But, you know, he was like a, a short, uh, sub-six-foot, uh, just baller, buckets, loved it. Um, man, that was fun. And um, in the NBA, we got to talk about uh, the feel-good Blazers uh even just since my last episode, this team has this thing in it of a team that just is fun and believes in itself. And that counts more than talent in all the ways that matter, except winning a championship. Uh, but it's fun to watch along the way. Like, uh, I think even since the last episode, Jeremy Grant hit that uh, buzzer beater uh, off an inbounds play. Um, that jumper, little bit of a travel. No, not if they didn't call it. See, almost caught myself there. Didn't call it. It's not a travel, buddy. Um, I was looking at that. That play was that play ruled a great pass by. I think it was Josh Hart inbounded. Who else? He's like killing it so much. And anytime you're you run a play at the opposing team's uh, supposed rim protector for the game winner, and you get it. That's that's a bad look. That 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 eight that play they went you know they picked on Aiton to make a mistake, and he made a mistake, and the Blazers won the game. And then the most even the to make it more fun was the, the way they all um, mobbed together for the post game interview, hyping each other up, having a great time. You know, Dame's out. Um, but he's in the, he, he's in the scrum of guys, uh, you know, posing for the camera and stuff. So hilarious. So fun. Um, I was like, that was, I was like, that'll be one of the most fun moments of the season. And then just a couple games later, uh, Hart hits a game, a game winner at the buzzer in Miami. And it was funny cause I was watching the, um, the heat broadcast. Uh, I was illegally pirating the game for satire purposes only, and the, <laughs> the heat broadcasters were trying to explain uh, and not sound like complete salty dicks because they try not to. Um, 
when the Blazers were all mobbing each other after the game and doing the thing, posing with each other in front of the cameras, hyping each other up, doing all that. And they were like, oh, well, they're, um, they're really uh, celebrating this one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, uh, last season was a long season, all right? We're going to celebrate all of these. And I'm, I'm at home doing it, you know, with my TV like I'm in the picture too. And we're, we're going to do that all year round. Um, if you don't mind, uh, Mr. Miami Heat, who that's a great broadcast team, by the way. And Josh, Josh Hart hit that game winner. I think he had the game winning inbound pass at Jeremy Grant. Um, and Hart has a, I just want to look this up cause he has got to have a real connoisseurs, uh, stat line right now. Let's see. This is what you want from your, uh, shooting guard. Listen to this. <laughs> I, I can't think of a time a, I've seen a shooting guard have these kinds of averages. This is through 10 games. Nine points, uh, nine rebounds, five assists, one steal. Uh, shooting crazy, 47% from the field, 40, 40% from three. I mean, awesome. I mean, he's taking six shots a game. Nine, nine, and five, and a steal. That's awesome. That's just like that's someone you know. I don't know. This this is probably not correct, but when I see a line like that, I'm like, oh, that guy's a basketball genius. All right, that's the kind of non-star, non-scorer um, genius you want on our team. That's a that's like a Draymond stat line. You know what I mean? That guy's a wizard at what he's doing. A, a guy you need, especially since the Blazers don't really have much rebounding. He's got to be. I bet he's second on the team in rebounding, right behind Nurk. He's got to be. Let's see. Um, uh, yeah, I think so. Anyways, I don't have to look that. I don't have to look everything up. Who gives a shit? Yeah, that's right. Super fun. Um, I also had a big. Uh, um, big mistake in um my fantasy basketball i don't know if i was inebriated when i did this or what but i found out i was i was trying to um drop dennis smith jr and pick up uh who's balling i can't even remember um the point is I dropped Colin Sexton, the young bowl on accident. Oh, it was to get Miles Turner back because I, I dropped him before. I keep I keep just when I think I'm out, he pulls me back in with the 37 point performance. Uh, but I dropped Colin Sexton instead of Dennis Smith Jr. And now I'm just hoping nobody knows and I can get him back off the waiver wire. Hope nobody in the league listens to this. That's probably not true. It's probably only people in the fantasy league that listen to this. But you really have to. Um, the key is I will never bring up my fantasy team again because. Uh, over the years, I've learned fantasy basketball pain. You have to keep it to yourself, all right? Nobody wants to hear about it. Maybe if they're in the same league as you, but when you do that, that's giving them strategy, right? They, they're they learning. So you got to keep a secret from them because they you don't want your enemies to know to know thy you. You know, you're trying to know thy, and, and you don't want thy to know you. So you got to keep your fantasy. And in everybody outside league, nobody gives a shit. So apologies. I'll never do that again. I forgot my principal. Uh, just like Munson. Is it Munson or Monson? Keep your fantasy pain to yourself. Um, <laughs> um, hater power rankings. Um, speaking of beating the Suns, man, there is not a better team that I believe in less than, than the Phoenix Suns. And I don't think they believe in themselves either. 
I think that fun fun time team stuff they used to do is over. I think when you get blown out at home in a game seven and then, you know, Aiton wanted to leave. He came back. They matched so they could save a few bucks on keeping him. He doesn't want to be there. Uh, he's getting Jeremy Grant dropping game winners on his head. Um, yeah, I can. I do not believe in this. And that's some of the reason the Blazers are off to such a great start is that the West kind of sucks. All the Giants, all the Western gods came out of the gates um, limping and just like kind of garbage, not really having it together. Um, besides Memphis, I would say. But that's one of the reasons why the Blazers and the Jazz have been on such tears is like these teams suck right now. I mean, you assume that like Denver will keep getting together, Dallas, you know, the Clippers, um, Golden State, whatever, but maybe not. I don't know. I've just watched the West and I'm like, these teams suck. Dude, the Clippers. <sighs> Talk about the hater power rankings. I know it's the, you know, the Lakers are always going to be number one, right? Um, but the Clippers, just the most, just a joyless, dull basketball team. Oh, Kawhi's out again. No, you don't say. Oh, we got a bunch of guys who look like they were having zero fun playing together on what the, uh, you know, the experts picked to be the best team uh, for the last couple years. And it's like, you got to, there's a, I, I believe in, I believe in numbers, but there is also a, a uh, psychotherapy uh, collective consciousness ele- mysteriousness to basketball to me that you can't uh, necessarily quanti- quantify or look on paper or look at the stats or whatever and to me it's like like I see that with the Suns I'm like they don't believe in themselves they got blown out it's like remember the previous uh, Clippers teams that were good with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and and it came out later they all someone did some story and they all agreed like they had such a bad playoffs loss that they all just knew it was never going to work and they kept the team together for a couple more years trying, right? But they all just they said they just like they could never once you can never believe in your team that you're on, it's over. Right? I mean, it's over. You 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 don't it, as far as like competing for a championship, it's over. Right? And I think the Suns are there. Um the Clippers just like I don't I don't know. That just looks like a bunch of people who are just uh not really enjoying uh, their time together. <laughs> I don't know. Enjoy this basketball. Uh, but Memphis has looked really cool. I don't know. The West sucks, dude. I'm I'm watching more of the East. Uh, you know, pirate streaming for for satire purposes only. There's there's just more more fun, better teams in the East right now. Um, and so that's part of what's been helping Portland go. You know, start out seven and three uh, and whatnot. But uh, hmm. oh, the Spurs. Okay. This is going to get spicy. Um, how long do we have to keep pretending the Spurs are an elite organization? Every time someone writes a thing, every time an announcer talks about the Spurs, it's about, oh, they are just a class act. Class act organization, you know, they're really smart. They really know what they're doing. Real professional. Just a great, just a great organization. Okay. Great organization. When was the last time they did they got out of the first round of the playoffs 2017 oof um what about um their recent draft picks are they drafting better than anyone else uh <laughs> even if we josh primo aside huh no not really 
the the Spurs got they get all this cred for uh, lucking into Tim Duncan and for I'll give them props because they were one of the first teams who was like hey you know what maybe if someone's <laughs> from outside the United States they can still be good at basketball so they had those two things going for them there at first they were like um, some of these international guys can probably play when the rest of the league was like, no, nah, they're too soft. These guys suck, you know, and then they were, and then Tim Duncan. So those were the two things we give them credit for. Anything outside of that, eh, bullshit. Not really, not really doing anything. Not really good. Uh, really, really fucked up the Kawhi trade, you know, made a big mistake with that one. That didn't work, right? Haven't really... They've had a couple first-round picks. I mean, Primo's gone. Uh, they should have done a, a – I don't know if you could really – if they do testing for that <laughs> to see if someone will do that, will have that kind of uh, strangely bad behavior. Uh, but then, like, that, who, that Samanich guy, he's out of the league already. Uh, Livio Charles, <laughs> Jean-Livio Charles, Riverhead. They've had some first-round just complete busts, and it's, it's like, eh – I don't. I'm not saying they're they're worse than everybody, but I think there's not a lot of um, evidence, as Tony, as Spurs great Tony Parker would say, uh, to suggest that they need to be held up as any kind of uh, immaculate organization. Spurs suck. All right, they suck. Wow, Keldon Johnson, awesome. That's what that's what you got. Um, another thing, uh, and. And Sonny brought this up to me is like the uh, the post LeBron superstar cohort has not really panned out at all in terms of superstars owning the league for years for their entire prime. Like they have mostly washed out. I mean, or underperformed like their their hype. And it is interesting how quickly the league just moved on. I mean, the league, um, the sponsors, the, all the marketing—they just went. To, they just skipped a generation. Basically, they're like, "We're done with you guys." And you think about this is who I'm talking about: Kyrie, right? Durant, Kawhi, Paul George, Demarcus Cousins, John Wall. I mean, there's except there's like um, Curry, of course, and like Dame, and Dame kind of you know. Uh, came out of nowhere once he got to the league uh and these but these most of these guys who were supposed to be reigning over this league in the post lebron era um didn't really do that and for a variety of reasons and the, the league very much moved in you watch now who's in commercials is ja morant devin booker luca Giannis, tatum Jokic. they just decided clearly like capitalism <laughs> was watching and they're just like we're just skipping all of these fucking guys they some of them have some legacy stuff whatever but we're just nope jumping right over them to the next um and it happened fast too they all just kind of kind of sucked um relatively to you know how how someone who is winning uh mvps and and, and those kind and you know signature line nikes and stuff are, are usually hanging around him uh controlling the league for for so long um what else did i have this week oh i went to, i went to the uh, pt40 last week and that is a uh, high school basketball uh camp 
exhibition measurement testing for the top 40 prospect underclassmen prospects in Oregon and Washington. Um, always fun. Yeah. I was at PCC, which is a really nice court in Portland. It's, I always like a court where you can also see it from the sidewalk. I think that's a cool thing. You can like, you can be waiting for the bus and you can watch the game, what, who's playing inside inside. It's a really nice gym. Um, really cool. Uh, uh, thanks for inviting me. I won't, I won't say who I was there with because they, I felt like I was stealing cause I, I got there and they were like, Hey, do you want a Chick-fil-A sandwich? And I'm like, all right, yeah, I want. I mean, if someone asked me for a, if I want a chicken sandwich, I want. I, I'm taking the chicken sandwich, and so I went over to the big, um, big bag of Chick Fil A and just ate it. Free event, and now I'm getting free food. And then I saw all the players eating it afterwards, and it's like, oh, was this, <laughs> was this for these teens? Was I eating these teens chicken? Um, and the uh, answer is yes, yes, I was. And it is funny too. Uh, these kids, when you think about, you know, these are like. 15 16 year old kids and it's like this is this is it we uh they they go through all these athletic tests play games all day and then we throw them a fried chicken sandwich <laughs> here you go the qu- quality food for a quality athlete is like no wonder europe is kicking our ass at player development you know what i mean i don't know how many uh <laughs> i don't know how many spicy chickens uh Luca was eaten when he was in Spain when he was 15 years old, but uh, probably not one, and it probably wasn't the only food he got all day. Um, it's just amazing. But also, you know, on the positive side, a lot of these kids are incredible. I, I mean, it just blows my mind because when I was, you know, when I was young, nobody knew what a step back jumper was. You weren't, that was a bad shot. You weren't supposed to step back. What are you talking about? You go straight up like an arrow. You know what I mean? Face up, uh, <laughs> jump. And it's like now it's like you see these kids who even when they're open they have to do a sidestep before they shoot it. Which okay, that's probably also just a travel, but uh, no one's calling that at this thing. Um, it is like the, the the game has just advanced so much. You know they're all watching the internet for these workouts. They're all there's a lot more guys in their bag. Uh, the floaters too is another thing, guys. Guys, now it's like. You know, it's like you watch LaMelo, right? And I mean, the floater can come from anywhere. It's like, you know, we're not we're not quite to a Juan Carlos Navarro level where we're shooting floater threes, uh, but we're we're getting there. That'll be next. That'll be that'll be soon. It's like nobody was shooting when I was in high school. The only person I remember shooting floaters was Stephon Marbury, and I didn't see a real step back jumper until James Harden was in the NBA. <laughs> You know what I mean? And now it's like, oh, this, this kid is a freshman in high school and he is doing this and getting buckets. Uh, so that was quite fun to see, um, to hang out at. So thanks for having me that. Also, the, one of the referees that was there, I recognize him because he's uh, he does the Portland Pro-Am games. And I remember him specifically because he got tagged in something I was watching from the Pro-Am. And I looked and he had like, thousands and thousands and thousands of instagram followers and i was like oh my god and it's like slow motion clips of him doing referee shit (laughs) i'm like and then that made me discover the world of referee basketball influencers which is a world i wish i never would have discovered honestly sometimes you go too deep and you can't unsee it you know and uh so i was telling my friend i was was like oh that guy's a a a referee influencer (laughs) 
And my friend goes right up to him and goes, hey, I heard you're a referee influencer. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And, dude, like, uh, he was like, you know, this isn't the first time a fan has approached him, clearly. He was just like, oh, you know, I got a cool following, you know, and I, it's just not, not just refereeing, you know. It's other things I do. I do comedy. I do this. I do that. I do things, you know. So, really, he's more of an all-around entertainer who happens to also referee. Uh, <laughs> oh man sometimes i go into the influencer stuff in basketball and it's it always makes me feel uh ashamed of my <laughs> i went to you know um instagram the um the uh, discover button the magnifying glass and one of them showed me a you know, like a ig model who was like shooting baskets uh sexily you know and it's like and it was like learning tips from my D1 basketball player boyfriend. And then I recognized her boyfriend because he was in high school. He was a ball is life all-star because he's like this short white kid with a really sick handle. Just sick. Just, a, I mean, legitimately sick handle as, as a high school, as a short white high schooler, right? And I was like, oh, I recognize him from that. And now he's a, a prop in uh, this uh, lady's uh real and he's on his like second college and you know he's doing his uh getting his uh couple minutes a game and you know there you go uh wish i wouldn't wish i didn't recognize him wish i didn't click on her thing but you know we are who we are (laughs) and we are who we thought we were uh most of the time all right well i think that's gonna do it for episode two pepe sanchez Uh, Secret Basketball Podcast. Uh, Thank you, everybody. I'll see you next week.